Welcome to the Watering Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Riemann. The Watering Hole is a place to come and quench your thirst for meaning, nourish your hunger for inspiration, and feed your need for connection. Featuring inspirational talks, curious conversations, mystical meditations, and other artistic expressions exploring themes on life, spirituality, nature, mystery, and so much more. So meet me at the watering hole, and together, let's drink from deep waters. I invite you to join your intentions with mine. That the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth might hold for each of us a blessing, a word of comfort, a word of challenge, a word of hope. May we have ears to hear and hearts to receive the message that is just for us this day. Blessed be. So anxiety, anyone not have it? Yeah, that's what I thought. Anxiety is big business today. It's big business on both sides. I think almost all marketing is there to make us anxious. Right? You don't have enough this, you don't have enough that. You're not enough this, you're not enough that. If you buy this, you'll feel better. If you do this, you'll be better. Even in spirituality, right? It's big business. Mindfulness is big business. I've gone to retreats with people in the past and paid thousands of dollars to do it because I thought they had a road for me. I thought they had something I didn't. And that by itself is anxiety producing, (laughs) right? So I love this. I'm starting with this quote because this is the baseline of Tree of Life. Don't ever expect that I have something for you because I don't. I just have me and you just have you. And if there's magic that happens because we come together, then let's celebrate that. But don't ever hold me on the pedestal that I'm some kind of guru because I am not. No more than you are. No more than you are. And I say it often and I will continue to say it. I think that if we practice silence, as much as we looked outwardly for whatever we're looking for, approval or uh, wisdom or whatever, if we practice silence as much as we did that, we would find what we were looking for. But we also live in a communal society. And we can help each other. That's why Tree of Life exists. We come here to play together, to practice together, to learn together. And uh, I think we can help each other be less anxious. You know, I think, I think we can. Uh, you may or may not know this, but I have chronic anxiety. I've never taken medication for it. I always took medication for depression because I thought for sure that's what it was. Then I started getting off my um, depression medicine and I was like, oh my God, I'm anxious all the time. I'm anxious all the time. And I'm anxious every Sunday. I'm anxious about every Sunday and I flip flop it and there's times when I am more playful about it and less anxious during the week about it. But Friday hits me and I start getting, I start taking it seriously. And that's when I start getting anxious. So the practice for me is to be a lot more playful with it. 
and uh, I'm trying to do that and there's all kinds of ways you know in the past I've danced well I've had major injuries to my feet for the last year and I can't dance so that's also caused anxiety right so it's a very universal experience anxiety and I think it's ratcheting up now because you could turn on the news and be reminded that, you know, at any time the world is going to blow itself up, <laughs> right? So part of what we have to do is look at where that anxiety comes from and remember this. I love this. Like I need to, this should be on every wall of my house. No amount of anxiety makes any difference to anything that's going to happen. It does make a difference to us. It will impact us. It will impact our health, right? Stress is anxiety. Think about all the diseases that are now being treated because of stress. Anything autoimmune is related to stress, typically, typically. So, and then we start feeling anxious that we have anxiety, right? Part of what we have to remember is it doesn't, it doesn't do anything to the outcome. No matter how much I worry about Sundays, it doesn't change the outcome. What does change is preparation, right? And if I prepare and I can trust myself, which we're going to get to in a minute, then that lessens the anxiety. And I think that's a big piece of it. I'm having fun with that. But anyway, okay. So um, here's the thing I'm, I'm starting to find for myself. He talks about faith. To have faith is to trust yourself to the water. When you swim, you don't grab hold of the water because if you do, you'll sink and you'll drown. Instead, relax and float. But we got to learn to float, right? I was at a pool not too long ago and kids have to be taught how to float. You gotta take a deep breath. You gotta relax, right? Part of the way we get there is by starting to trust ourselves and trust and faith in many ways are aspects of love. So you're gonna get tired of me saying this, but in many ways, this comes back to loving oneself wholly and completely, not wishing that we were different, not wishing or hoping that we weighed less or we were smarter or any of, any of that bullshit that we put on ourselves, not wishing that we had a better job or made more money or accepting what is and recognizing that those things do not define us. They do not define us. It's been one of the most interesting things in my life to watch my girl leave a profession that she was genius at. She was a social worker. She still does it. You see her do it. She's genius at it. The stress that she was under for the 10 years when she was the only social worker in a 100-bed uh, nursing home in the poorest nursing home in Dayton, Ohio, almost cost us our marriage. 
more than that, and this was my biggest fear, is that she was dying. She could not be present. And she was not a lot of fun to be with. Because anything she did on top of her job felt like another obligation. Because she was exhausted. So she left that profession. It's been at least three years, and it might be six, I don't remember. I don't remember, but I will tell you this, and people have asked me, especially friends that we don't see uh, very often, how's Amanda? More alive than I've ever known her to be. It's interesting because people will say, what do you do? And I watch her. And she just doesn't take the bait, you know? And she'll play with it. She'll have humor about whatever the answer she wants to give that day. People will be like, you're so funny, you should do stand-up. I used to say it to her myself. And she would rail back at me. She would be so mad at me whenever I would say that. She's like, that'll make it a job. I won't enjoy it. So now when people say, that, say it to her, when they're you know, obviously enjoying her humor, and they'll say, you should do stand-up, she'll be, I'm doing it right now, pay me. <laughs> I've seen people pay her. <laughs> I've seen people pay her. You know, but we live in a culture that says you are what you do. And the amount of money makes is, some, is somehow a measurement of your value. We live in a culture that tells us we gotta live up to this expe expectation. We gotta have the house and the car and the picket fence. And all of that is anxiety producing. Think about what it's doing to our young people who go to college, take out student loans, get another master's, take out more student loans because they don't have a job, they don't want to pay the student loan back. <sighs> and they're totally anxious. And in some cases suicidal because they feel the pressure of that monetary burden that they're going to be forced to carry with them until they're my age. We're messed up in this society and what we put our values on. And part of it's because we, we have forgotten ourselves that none of that is a measurement of who we are, right? None of that. Anxiety comes from forgetting that we are the universe in motion. We are life in motion. And every single one of us has what we need and how do you know? Because you're here and you made it. Most of us are not facing something today that we haven't faced before or that is worse than something we faced before. We've been through hard times and we've made it. And part of the strategy for dealing with anxiety is remembering that. Simply remembering that. One of the things I do for myself in my own anxiety moments or hours or days or whatever, however it is, I have a very easy mantra. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Sometimes it takes me more than three times to believe it. But I say it until I believe it. 
you have your own strategies and we'll get to that in a minute. I love this. By replacing fear of the unknown with curiosity, we open ourselves up to an infinite stream of possibility. What's he saying? Reframe it. Reframe it. Think about what you feel when you feel anxious. Your heart beats fast. You got your wobbly, shaky knees. When else do you feel that? When you're excited. When you experience adrenaline. When you're about to do something that you feel could be a life-changing decision. So getting curious about it is a way of reframing it. Now here's the other thing. Just get curious about the anxiety. This is miraculous. This is miraculous. I've been doing this lately. So I'll feel anxious. I don't grab onto it. I just acknowledge it. I feel anxious. And then I just watch it. Like, what's that doing to me? Oh, it's in my body. I feel it in my body. Okay. I'll just put a little light, light of attention on it. Like I'm watching a cloud in the sky. It dissipates, right? But also get curious about where the anxiety comes from. What is this? Am I anxious because I give a shit about what other people think of me? Am I anxious because I have performance anxiety? Am I anxious because I feel like I'm about to make a bad decision? What? Look at it. Look at it. Play with it. Don't attach to it and be like, oh, I'm a bad person because I have anxiety. It's universal. We all have it. Just accept it. It's okay. It's part of life. We've had it from the time we became humans, right? Fight or flight. What is that? That's a response to anxiety. So it's not about ridding ourselves of it. It's about letting it teach us something. What is it telling me? What is it telling me? Befriending it in a way. Right? Oh, I got to save that. I got to save that. That's too fun. Hold on. The thing is, is that we can grow in confidence in terms of how we manage anxiety. And part of how we manage anxiety is by not overcommitting. Right? I've shared with you in the past, I would overcommit because I didn't have the courage to say no because I gave a shit about what people thought about me. And that just, ew. And then I'd want to get out of it, so that also added to the anxiety. So part of the way that we manage it is by being authentic. By being authentic. And that is a lifelong practice. That is a lifelong practice. And some days we're better at it than other days. The beautiful thing about authenticity, just like integrity, just like dignity, is you can spend it. You can break it. You can be inauthentic. But you can also get it back. You can also recover it. And we do that by... Again, trying to be authentic and living into it. And part of the way we do that is by being honest. Just being honest. Saying exactly what we mean. You know, you get invited to something, you don't want to go. No thanks. You feel obligated to do something. You don't want to do it. You say, I feel obligated to do this, but I'd rather not. Yeah, that's hard, right? Family stuff, that's hard. But that's part of what we got to discern. 
what really deserves our care and concern? Is it what people think about me if I cancel or if I say no? Or is it that I really care about myself and I'm going to do what's right for me? And again, it's a practice. So there have been recently two authors that I know of that have sort of addressed anxiety in language that you've heard me use. Should I give a fuck? So there's an author, her name's uh, Sarah Knight, and she's written a book, done a TED Talk. I'd totally watch it. It's called The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. And what's that mean? It means that there are some things that we care too much about that we needn't, needn't care about at all. And it means that on the, in those things that we do care about, that we follow through with them. And we do them. So I love that she made a flow chart of this. I love it, right? So I have it for you. <laughs> because this is so great. I just think this is so great. And I think this is a really, really great example, right? So you get invited to a destination bachelorette party. You don't want to go. You can be honest and impolite, honest and polite, or dishonest, whatever. I love this, the asshole quadrant. <laughs> so listen, sometimes when we're learning to set boundaries, we go to the asshole quadrant because we are, it's like having a new weapon and you're just learning how to use it and so it's not all graceful and things like that but you can still be honest. And then as we finesse it, we come to honest and polite. Look, we can do this with each other. We can do this with each other. I can say to you, no, I'm not going to show up to the thing that you've scheduled for Tree of Life because I got something else going on. You can think I'm an asshole or you can appreciate the fact that I was honest. And we can do that with each other. To me, the the ideal would be for us to get too honest and polite. To be able to say what we need to say in a polite way. But then we have no regrets, right? You haven't committed to something you don't want to do. You haven't uh, been dishonest about it. You haven't hidden behind an excuse or a reason. <sighs> That's anxiety free. That's anxiety free, it's hard to do. But let this be the practice ground. And if I'm in the asshole quadrant, you can say to me, Jesus Mary, could you not have said that to me in a politer way? Isn't there a better way to say that? Say it, this is how I grow. We gotta, we gotta be able to practice this with each other. If we're not doing this here, then I don't know what we're doing together because there aren't very many places in the world where we can really risk being authentic without either somebody telling us we've offended them or somebody telling us we're not worthy. So why would we not practice that here where we can absolutely be authentic? That's what wholeness is. That's what integrity is. And yeah, we're gonna mess it up. So what? That's the other big message of Alan Watts. He'll, he says it again and again. So what? So what? You mess up to err as human. So what? Try it again. 
So what? Carry that around with you. Let that be one of your mantras. It helps. Oh my God, it helps. Like, you know, there's things I want done at Tree of Life. There are things that I wanted done years ago at Tree of Life. So what? Now, our leadership can tell you that I don't really carry that attitude a lot. I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. Forcing, forcing, forcing. Well, that's no fun for anybody. That's no fun for anybody. And I'm learning that part of letting go is truly not pushing and letting things evolve. I mean, how much of what happens in our life have we really conjured up anyway? How much would have just happened anyhow without our worrying, without our interfering? Lots, lots. So part of that confidence, the ability to float, is trust in life, right? Even in our bodies. We can trust our bodies to know how to heal. Our current culture says, no, you can't. you got to go see an expert for that. And maybe we do sometimes. But I don't know about you. When I was a kid, we never went to the doctor. We didn't go for the flu. We trusted that the body knew how to handle the virus. We didn't go for a cold. We trusted that the body could manage it. We live in a culture now that says you've got to see an expert for everything. Or you've got to take a pill to get relieved. Or you got to take a drink to get relieved or whatever it is. Part of the invitation is to let the anxiety teach us where we are not at ease. <sighs> and let go. So there are strategies. Curiosity is one. Reframing is another. Reframe it. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. How many times I've been on the phone with people in crisis and I will say to them, breathe with me. Breathe with me. Right? It's a very much a grounding exercise. You have ways that you ground too. Identify them. Use them. And then laugh. For God's sakes, laugh. It's not all that serious. It's not all that serious, this game of life. And the more serious we take it, the more constricted we get. I'm just speaking from my own experience. I mean, this week, last night, I always take a bath on Saturday nights. It's part of my, it's part of my ritual. Yeah, exactly. Because I always take a shower Sunday morning, but I take a bath on Saturday nights because I believe that the water is a healing conduit and I want to be in my best space on Sundays. And I'm sitting in, in the bath last night and I'm, I was mm, uptight yesterday. I was uptight. And you know, my girl wants to be all playful and all that. And it's hard when you're uptight because it just shows how uptight you are. Because <laughs> you're like, mm, I'm not going to laugh at that, you know. <laughs> So I'm sitting in there, and I'm like, why am I so constricted? Why am I so constricted? So I was looking at my anxiety, because that's what it was. And I realized that part of what I've done is I'm, I've stopped playing. I've stopped playing in terms of preparing for Sundays. And I start to take it too seriously. And that's not good for any of us. 
but it's definitely not good for me. And it doesn't help. Me being a little bitch yesterday to my girl is not helping us today, right? And in fact, if I could have relaxed about it, we probably would have had a great conversation about it and I wouldn't have to worry about it, right? But it takes practice. It takes being willing to admit. I said to her after I got out of the bath, I'm sorry, because I haven't been able to be present with you today because I was all about feeding my anxiety, right? So it's a lesson. There's things to learn. The easiest thing we can do is to breathe. And that happens without us. So we don't have any responsibility behind breathing. We just breathe. So that's a great reminder. And lighten up, right? Who gives a fuck? I mean, seriously, who, who cares? Who cares? Take a look at that video uh, by, what's her name? Sarah Knight. It's hilarious. And she talks about, you know, your fuck bucks. Where are you putting them? That ought to get you excited to look at it. In any case, let's not take this business of anxiety too seriously. It's a teacher for us. Let's admit it when we feel it put words to it. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling anxious. Start to look at why. And then remember, you are more than that feeling. You are more than you think you are. And you are perfectly okay. You are perfectly okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. I look forward to meeting you right back here at the watering hole. And as Mary Oliver said, Go easy, be filled with light, and shine.